Welcome everybody back to the Daredevil Warrior post-game show. The finale of this season uh, as the Warriors lose last night 35 to nothing to Biloxi and all chances of a playoff berth disappear like the month of October. Uh, I'm Jeremy Forehand, your host, and I'll be going over a few things to highlight from this past season for the Warriors. And we'll talk about a little bit of the scores and how the, the regions shaked out in the playoff games for those folks. And then we'll just talk about a few of the upcoming sports and things to look for coming around the way, D'Irville sports-wise. Uh, Warriors had a had a rough one last night. Just couldn't get anything done offensively, you know, didn't seem to manage to uh, move the ball very well at times, and just once we got in the red zone, it was we had crimp tonight because we couldn't push it in. I want to say we've stopped stopped on downs twice, at least two times inside the ten yard line, I believe, if not right inside the twenty. So just a just a tough one overall. You know, we made a comment on the broadcast. It's like there's teams you. Teams you know and teams Bluxy is a team that the Irville fans and players and everybody involved does not want to see beat your team. So it's as simple as that. It's nothing against those guys. They played a hell of a game and uh just capitalized on everything we did, you know, and it's just tough. It's tough. You've seen you've seen the you know, the team progress at times and then it's just hopefully this this helps them out going forward, you know, with this young team and a lot of guys who hadn't seen the field, a lot of up-and-comers, you know, freshmen and sophomores that contributed a good amount. You know, hopefully that that uh, experience helps them going forward. So Warriors finished 3-7 and seven on the year, 1-4 and four in district play. Uh Scored 274 points on offense, gave up 363 points on offense, on defense. Leading stack goers, I'm going to try to get to it as quick as I can here. I'm on the computer a little bit, folks, so just bear with me. Offensively, uh, obviously, quarterback Connor Jones played all 10 games, finished 44-79 for 680 yards. He had... Five touchdowns, seven interceptions. We did see a little bit of Corbin Smith, the sophomore, last night. He threw four of eight for 62 yards and an interception. Uh, so that could be an interesting thing to watch going forward. You know, I got to expect there would be the somewhat of a – I don't – I'm I'm speaking off my mind, but I would expect there would be some type of – Quarterback competition just because you got a, a, a up soon coming junior and senior, you know, let them work it out and go with go with your gut and go who you think is going to control the offense the best. And, you know, if anything, move them in and out a little bit. There's definitely a difference between the two of them. Corbin's a little bit of a taller kid, a little bit of a, you know, bigger body. And uh, he, they throw the ball two different styles. That's the one that thing that got my attention last night. Corbin's 
not scared to put a little air underneath it, you know, and I feel like Connor wants to laser it in there a little bit sometimes instead of just floating it some, you know. So, But that's just the quarterback overanalyzing things. So uh, Russian leaders for the team, Kevin Rogers ended with 119 carries for 833 yards and 10 touchdowns. He had four 100-yard games. Andre Crosby, 111 carries, 692 yards, 12 touchdowns. And then T.J. Jasper, 82 carries, 467 yards, two touchdowns. So that's your three leading running backs. Russian, I should say. Uh not much on receiving. Kevin Rogers is the leader with 308 yards on receptions with two touchdowns. Keelan Stepter had 132 with two touchdowns, and Crosby had 145 so far. And uh, I can't leave my guy off. Let me get to the bottom here. Well, it would help if I go to the special teams, but we're going to go to defense. Leading tackler for the season was Malcolm Gowdy, 85 tackles on the season. Jalen Barker had 66. Sacks, Isaiah Ladner with five. Team had 12 total. And then interceptions, uh, Brian Pittman had two to lead the team along with Omar Johnson. Both of them had two apiece. Had a couple guys with one. So... I think overall there was about, I want to say about 12 seniors. We're gonna, I'm going to try to highlight them later in the episode here, but, you know, 12 seniors. So a lot of a lot of young young talent coming back. And, uh, you know, we hate to see the seniors go. And especially, you know, ones, ones like Marquise Washington who, you know, went out in the Wake County game with an injury and was never able to come back. You know, he's been dealing with a – he was banged up pretty good. You know, he ran into something off on the sidelines, cut his shin pretty good, plus hurt his arm. You know, I've seen him a while back at one of the Gulf Coast games. He's wearing a sling plus some stuff on his leg. So the kid's been through the ringer a little bit and uh, just wish him the best, wish all those guys the best. They have gave me entertainment here these last couple seasons, and uh, I, I, I just want to say thank you to all of them. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Scoring. That's what I want. Scoring. PATs and field goals. The 10th grader, number 26, Jackson Callagher, 33 of 36 on his PATs, and he was 2 of 2 from field goals with his long of 36 yards. So a lot to look up, look forward to with Jackson. He's about to change the jerseys and go right on into the old soccer. Not football, you Europeans. It's soccer. They're about to start soccer season. They actually have already played one game, you know, but he'll be changing jerseys moving over to that. So that's about all I got on that side of it. We're going to take a little break and then come back at you with a, uh, some region breakdowns, some scores from last night. Go into some of the games that are being played tonight and, and 2A, 3A, 4A playoffs. And uh, then, like I said, we'll come back at the tail end, highlight a few of these seniors. Stay tuned, guys. Hang tight. 
Get ready for an action-packed season with the D'Iberville High Warriors and David Crenning All-State Agency. Proud supporter of D'Iberville Warrior football. Just as the Warriors defend their turf, the David Crenning All-State Agency is here to defend what matters most to you. Join the winning spirit this season. Swing by the David Crenning All-State Agency to explore your insurance options tailored just for you. Or reach out at 228-300-4880. Remember, you're in good hands with David Crenning All-State. If you're looking for that special bottle of wine for that romantic dinner, all the ingredients to make cocktails for the best party ever, or just want something cold to drink during tailgating and football season, stop by Dane's Liquor and Wines. They have many selections of fine wines and spirits, and they're located at 10394 the Iberville Boulevard, Suite 8, or give them a call at 228-207-0528. Welcome, everybody, back to the Iverville Warrior postgame show. Coming to you with a little bit of score action here and a recap of how the region's unfolded and uh, going to a little bit of playoff ma- scenario, you know, matchups and uh, how it's going to shake out and give you my thoughts and my opinions. And uh, then we're going to move on into that last segment, kind of highlight the, uh, the seniors there at the Iverville High School on the football team. And uh, we're going to sign off for football season now. we got some things in the works where we're trying to come around with some. Uh, we're going to try to do a little bit of. I'm going to try. Let me just say it. I'm going to try to pull a Clay Sweet, okay? And what I mean by that, Clay Sweet, obviously, talking about y'all. I'm going to try. We're going to try to call some soccer. We're going to try to call some basketball. You know, and, you know, we may try to mix in a few other things. So try to call a softball game maybe. Um, you know, I did the baseball game last year, Pinky and D'Arville game with Clay, and it was pretty interesting, pretty pretty fun. always said uh, you know, I enjoy talking, so it doesn't hurt to talk a little bit. But, you know, coming up from uh, last night's scores here, and there wasn't as many as usual just because, you know, it was just 5A and 6A and 7A playing. So, PQ, you know, had the division locked up already, playing Hancock in a season finale. Notice Chris Davis was back. He's been injured since the Diaberville game, I believe, was the last game he played. Um... So it was it was good to see him back on the end. He's right coming back right on time for the Maroon Town to make their playoff push. You know. They take down the Maroon the Maroon Tide take down the Hawks forty nine to twenty one to finish their region schedule undefeated. I believe they moved into the playoffs with uh two losses on the season. Let me talk to you. Yeah, Pinky and saying, Let me talk to you there coming into the playoffs. Uh for the two seed in the region four six A. Uh, George County, Pascagoula. Uh, George County had to come back there and uh, defeat the Pascagoula Panthers 43-40. That gives George County the two seed and drops Pascagoula to the three seed. You know, after that type of game, a back and forth kind of game, you got to look at your guys and say, Ice up, son. Ice up. Uh, big one across the bay here, the whole Fort Bayou Bridge battle. 
St. Martin and Great Ocean Springs. Ocean Springs all over St. Martin, 41 to nothing. What's happening, partner? Uh, and, of course, another back bay rivalry, Biloxi, D'Arville. The Warriors, like I said earlier, Warriors fall 35-0 to to the Indians. Harrison Central, Gulfport, 49-7. to Gulfport ends up winning the game to seal the two spot. That would, that would have been a flip-flop of the two and the three spot, technically, if somewhat um, – Gulfport will get a home game in the playoffs. So, in the other 6A matchup, Wes Harrison, Coach Quincy Patrick, 5-5 five and five on the season. Got his got the first win of the region schedule against Long Beach. Finishes the season at 500. Uh, great job, Coach Quincy Patrick and the Wes Harrison Hurricanes. Long Beach winning two games this year. It's been a while since they won one, and they got two this year. So, just uh, stay with them, folks. They'll turn it around little by little, you know. But another one at 5A East Central coming back and getting their first victory in the region. East Central 21-20 to over Stone. And for the, for the region 4-5A title, Laurel, the Golden Tornadoes, 48-30 to over Gaucher to take the, take the region title. The Hicks. Between the Bricks win the region. Wayne County and the Cleve. The Cleve with a big win, 38-35. That gave Van Cleve the three seed in their region and dropped Wayne County to the four. So big big win by Coach Kevin Fant and the, and the Van Cleve Bulldogs. Got a few things going with my, my brother from another, Sam Forehand, backing up the Van Cleve Bulldogs. And his son, Derek, slinging, carry that rock all over the place. So, Van Cleve making the playoffs here. Uh, Popperville, that's a game for tonight. That's all my games for last night, now that I think about it. I feel like I'm missing one, but uh, just double-check here, folks. Nope, I'm not missing them. That's all of them. Uh, so far, the playoff games that are going right now, as of right now, this is early. This is about 10 minutes to 9 on Friday night. Popperville all over Lanier, 58-26. Resurrection over Fritch Camp, 21-7. Macomb over Bay High, 28-7. Macomb, tough place to play. Seeing two good Warrior teams losing the playoffs at Macomb in the playoffs, second round. And Pass Christian, 28-0 over Richland right now. So... That's your playoff matchups that have went on last, you know, going on tonight. And here's how the bracket shakes out in Region 7A. I'm going to go top to bottom real quick and give you my thoughts on who may come out, you know, in, that, in the tail end there. So we got Oxford and Germantown. I'm going to start at the top of the north and come on down. Oxford, Germantown battling on top. Starkville and South Haven. That's a two versus three matchup. Tupelo versus DeSoto Central. That's a one and four. Lewisburg and Madison Central. That's a two and a three matchup. Then you go down to the bottom. Brandon against Harrison Central. Then you got Gulfport against Pearl. And then on the bottom, Ocean Springs versus Meridian. And Oak Grove versus Biloxi. So here's what I'm thinking. On the top of the bracket... I'm going to say 
right off the bat. Let me get this baby to move for me. I believe we will see Oxford opposite Tupelo there in the in the North State Championship. And I, I'm going to say go with the home team. I don't know who that would be at the time. So the home team out of those two will win that one. Bottom of the bracket, you know, I'd love to say brand, see a Brandon-Ocean Springs matchup, and it's doable. But it's all going to depend on that second-round matchup. Ocean Springs and Oak Grove eyeballing each other in the second round. You know, that's been a thorn in the ground side for the last two to three seasons. You know, they were lucky to – they got by them last year and then ran into the bus saw, which is Brandon – or no, I take that back. Off the top of my head, I don't remember if they had to go through Oak Grove. Anyways, they're going to see Oak Grove, I'm thinking, in the second round. Winner of that will play Brandon in the South State. And then, you know, I'm going to have to see who they're playing, but you got to be watching out for the Brandon Bulldogs. You know, started off slow, but they've been on a tear since then. And then we're going to go up to, let me get back a little bit here. I'll go into the 6A bracket. I may not try to dive as deep into these. I'll give you the matchups for the South teams. Hancock is playing West Jones to start. That's a 3-4 matchup. The Mustangs have been on fire this season. I believe they're undefeated going into this game. George County hosts Terry. Uh, Picayune gets Forest Hill. And then Hattiesburg, Pascal. That'd be an interesting matchup. See Hattiesburg and Pascal. Two teams have seen each other a little bit here lately. And uh, that's going to be a big time battle. I think you, you might see a few points scored in that one. You know, I got. I'm looking far ahead, and I see a PQU and West Her West Jones matchup there. It'll be good to see there in the South State in the five A ranks. Going. Uh, let's see. Bottom of the bracket. So we got Florence and Wayne County, Gaucher and Natchez, Brookhaven, Van Cleve, and then I don't they don't have anybody listed for Laurel. So I haven't looked at it. Let me try my old Twitter machine and see if I can get it a little bit quicker for you. All right, here we go, folks. Had to dig through the Twitter a little bit, courtesy of Brandon Shields here. Uh, Laurel will play Provine in the 5A ranks. Uh, going back to this bracket, so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me one bit to see a Florence-Laurel matchup right there. But Gauthier could get sneaky right there and on the top side of the bracket. Got Natchez to start and NLC more than likely see Florence in that second round. So, but Laurel's a dangerous team, you know. But I also think them Gaucher Gators. But five A, I think, is wide open. I think five A champs probably going to come out of the north. There's a one particular team that's got a lot of titles up in that north part, and they start. They're they're going to be a two coming in. That's West Point. 
as a two at the bottom. You know, that Clarksdale won that division, so it's wide open. Playoff time, y'all enjoy yourself, and, uh, you know, it's always a good time. So that's it for the scores. That's it for the region breakdown. That's it for the playoff look. We're going to take a little break, come back to you, and talk about these seniors from the Warriors this season. Hang tight. Hey, did you know that Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers is the fastest-growing dealership on the coast? They have been serving the Gulf Coast for almost a decade with quality pre-owned vehicles. Their customer service starts when you drive into the lot and continues long after the sale is final. They have financing options that are guaranteed to get you into a vehicle that fits your needs and a price that fits your budget. They have two locations to serve you at 10276 Rodriguez Street in D'Iberville. And that phone number is 228-641-4798. Also, 11477 Highway 49 in Gulfport. And that phone number is 228-875-5556. Just remember, good credit, bad credit, or funky credit, you're always approved at Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers. The Next Level Performing Arts Studio is celebrating 20 years of excellence in performing arts education. Founded in 2004 by the Iberville alumni Jennifer Crone Densing, TNL offers dance, music, after-school arts programs, and more. Register now to be a part of their 20th anniversary season. Classes are open to girls and boys ages 2 and up, and beginners are always welcome. Find them on Facebook or give them a call at 396 396- 2901 and take your performance to the next level. Hockey fans, SeaWolves Action is back at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum November 18th. Head to our website, MississippiSeaWolves.com, or call our office today, 228 999 8333. If you're looking for that cool SeaWolves merch, Head to SeaWolvesMerch.com and check out our online store today offering great merchandise deals. Thank you to the Talking Ball Podcast, official partners of the Mississippi Seawolves. Welcome back to the Dowerville Warrior Post Game Show. I'm just going to go real slow and, and introduce these one, two, three, four. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 seniors that contributed to this Diablo Warrior football program. Uh, number 3, Jimmy Jackson. Number 5, Kevin Rogers. Number 7, Malcolm Gowdy. Number 12, Omar Johnson. Number 13, Howard Dunn. Number 18, Brian Pittman. Number 20, Stephen Lewis, number 22, Jalen Barker, number 24, Marquise Washington, number 31, Blake Brown, number 38, Jabriri Phillips, number six, number 58, Isaiah Ladnier, number 61, Shannon Donaldson, number 82, Jamel Rothschild, and manager Gary Gotro. So I appreciate these guys. You know, y'all may not realize it, but y'all mean a lot to the Warrior program. And now you're part of that Warrior family of alumni here coming up in, uh, you know, eight months from now, or roughly that. So just hang tight in there, guys. 
you know, it ain't over just because football's over. Find you something that you like and just pursue your goals as hard as you can and believe in yourself, okay? Um, proud of you guys. Proud of the Warrior team. Proud of these co- this coaching staff. You know, and just looking, we're just looking forward to the next one, okay? I can't say much other than that. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And uh, this will be Jeremy Foran signing off for football season. Hopefully we can come back with some more stuff. Maybe in soccer and basketball. Maybe even baseball. So stay tuned. Appreciate y'all guys. Thank you very much.